Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Ami Bros. Uh, whatever you want to call it, we're back. Another week of the Ami Bros podcast. I am one third of the Ami Bros camp. I'm your host, Damon Martin. Uh, I don't know why I just told my last name, but hey, what the hell? Google me. Uh, <laughs> fellas, how are we feeling? I'm feeling great. Texans got a dub. Tigers got a dub. I mean, look, man, it feels like fall again. Good. Um, you know, I got like you, you know, I got a um shout Except out for this weather um, here. I mean, the, it's, it's like, definitely I mean, hot. It's de- it's definitely hot. Um bro. I need to shout out the uh, you know. The Jacksonville Jaguars for for uh, allowing us to, to get that win, even though we played as dumb and conservative conservatively as we possibly could. But hey, look, we're one and one, and uh, that's the first win out of eighteen straight moving forward. Not quite eighteen because I think we only have nine, seventeen games left. So seventeen straight wins. Let's go. Okay, hmm. so Jared's clearly uh, excited to talk about uh, his Texans getting that W for the first time this season. Uh, I can't really uh comment on that because my team's uh oh and two and i'm talking about the carolina panthers <clears throat> but jeremy man how are you feeling man you good uh i'm already i'm ready to go off and explode about a variety of different things it was not a very good weekend for me it was not a very good week outside of destroying y'all on the golf course okay. so let's get to it let's get to it all right um no comment on the golf course. I've been playing it. Just, just so the listeners know, uh, first of all, let me shout out to you guys. Thanks for tuning in to us another week. Uh, we're happy that you decided to tune in to us. I know it's a lot of other podcasts you could be listening to, but you're here with us. We appreciate that. Um, but yeah, uh, Jeremy's, um, Jeremy's golf game is looking pretty good right now. My golf game is, is if you want to just call it, be honest with you, it's total shit right now. My short game's terrible. But uh, we have a big... Um, our annual boys golf trip in Tampa is going down in a couple of weeks. So I'll, I'll be right in line uh, to make sure I serve you guys up with uh, taking your money. So anyway, let's get into this content, guys. Uh, obviously, the second week of the NFL, um, it's a lot going on. A lot, obviously, with A.B. Um, scoring the first touchdown as he uh, strapped in with the Patriots and a lot of injuries. Uh, a total of five NFL teams missing their starting quarterbacks. Uh, what 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 do you think is going on with this? Let's start with Jeremy's deal. What do you think is going on with all these injuries, and uh, um, what's kind of the bigger deal behind all this? I think there's several several things going on. Um, one, some of it is just flukeness. I mean, Drew Brees hitting his, his hand on the helmet of, of Aaron Donald. I mean, that's that's somewhat fluky. Um, you know, some of that is is you know, Sam Darnold. I don't know how he caught mono. Um, what adults are catching mono? I mean, are you Mark Sanchez in it up and still dating high school seniors? Now, if you guys remember, he was the Jets. He was dating a high school senior. That was super creepy. Um, but Sam Darnold is pretty much a high school senior. What is he, 22? <laughs> I mean, he really is. Um, but with that being said, I think it's, uh, you know, a lot of that's fluky. But the other thing is I think it's you're seeing a lot more of NFL quarterbacks not playing in preseason. And I think what starts to happen is you don't play in preseason. You don't get used to getting hit. Uh, and then eventually you, you start to have these injuries that pile up because your body's just not used to the punishment. You're not used to going full speed. Um, a lot of people, and, and this started somewhat with the the uh, the way the Rams were doing it a, uh, 
year and a half ago. What they did was they said, look, we're going to try to limit our uh, team's ability to get injured in preseason by us being able to play only a, a small number of snaps. And for most of their stars, they didn't play at all. But what's starting to happen is you're seeing you're going from zero to full speed. It's like going, you know, when I when I go play tennis or I go play basketball, whatever, like I hate stretching, I hate jogging. But the problem is if you just get out there and say, all right, let's start playing and start sprinting, that's likely when you're going to tear something. And I think that's what's starting to happen with a lot of these players. They're not getting um, a lot of the reps that you would normally get in one of those situations. And because of that, it's hurting their ability to be able to continue to perform without getting injured. Um, but uh, on that front, there are some that are bigger deals than others, and I'll kind of get into ones that I think are, are the biggest deals. Drew Brees, look, that division is not very good. Um, I don't expect them to, um, you know, I, I say struggle too much. I think they're going to lose. I, I think they're going to go probably two and four next six games. But that still gets you to, was that, three and five? And then Drew Brees will come back. They'll finish 10 and six. I think they'll probably win the, the division after looking at the way that they looked the first, you know, couple games of the season um, and, and the way that the Falcons look, because the Falcons look pretty terrible. Um, but with that being said, I think the other ones, though, Cam Newton, like I did a, I did a, a video on, on Instagram this week. I think they should look at getting rid of Cam Newton if he doesn't significantly improve, improve this year. Like I think next year should almost be a tank year. Um, and then once you tank, you, you try to get – you know, you see see what you have in Will Greer for next year. And if you can get Will Greer to pop, great. But if not, then you got Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields in the next draft, and you just start it over. I mean, I think I, you're almost at that point um, with his injury status and the way he's playing right now. I know he may be a little banged up, but, I mean, that was pretty awful. Um, other injuries, like, like I said, Sam Darnold, Mono, he'll be back. Um, you got uh, Ben Roethlisberger out for, for the season. Um and surprisingly, after he's out for the season, you got, you know, the Steelers trading for Minka Fitzpatrick, which means they think they can actually win. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how how well Mason Rudolph plays. He's uh, essentially been their quarterback of the future, um, and that's that's what they see him as. And so um, we'll kind of see how that develops and, and how that moves forward. But um, ultimately, like I said, I think most of these teams are done. Uh, I think Nick Foles, that the Jags are done. Um the only team I would say that has a chance of still making the playoffs, in my opinion, is probably going to be uh, the Saints. And that's just because of the fact that I think their division is terrible. So, um, you know, is what it is at this point. Well, right. well, well. Yeah, Jim, what you got to say about this, man? I know you're ready to unleash. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, what was that? Huh? So, so, first off, I want to get to you, Jared. This is not something new. The Rams didn't start anything. Please don't say the Rams invented this whole resting thing. People have been resting in preseason for the last 8, 10, 15 years. I, I didn't um, say rest. I said completely said all, all their starters. But nobody really did that except the Rams. This year, uh, Aaron Rodgers didn't play at all in preseason. Big Ben didn't yeah, play at all. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers didn't play at all in preseason because he was supposed to play in one game, and then they had to shut off half the field, so they were playing on 80-yard field, and the field wasn't in great condition. But overall, most people are playing – I'm not going to blame it on that. I think it's just some fluke injuries. Ben Roethlisberger has been injured many times in his career. Um, this is a random injury you normally don't see. Looks like he's going to have to have Tommy John surgery from what, uh, you know, the appearances from his injury, um, a baseball injury generally. So I don't think he's going to come back 
and play for Steelers ever again, to be 100% honest with you. I think Mason Rudolph is going to tear it up for the Steelers. I liked Mason Rudolph coming off or coming out. Uh, Watched him play in high school. He's from uh, good old Rock Hill, South Carolina, uh, where the players play, and they ride on things like every day. Uh, I don't what? Know. I don't know. I, was, I didn't know what to say. So, I mean, it's you know what to do with your hands. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think he's going to tear it up. He came out and went – I had two touchdowns, one interception against uh, Seattle uh, and almost rallied him back. I think he's a, a talented player. He's got a really good relationship with James Washington, so I think he'll be able to get James Washington going. Um, and that, in turn, will allow Juju to get loosened up a little bit to get some uh, some open passes. So I think he's going to look good. I don't think I don't think Big Ben is going to get his job back. Uh, as far as Sam Darnold, obviously he has the mononucleosis. He's already in the recovery phase where he's out of it, but he's really just trying to get his strength back. Um, they're looking at probably week five for him to come back. So he's got maybe another two weeks out. Not a big deal. And plus, they're not going anywhere anyway because their entire team is terrible. Robbie Anderson is the only legitimate receiver on that team. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is good. Their offensive line is terrible. I saw Miles Garrett get three sacks yesterday. And Miles Garrett did not complete a single pass rush move the entire game. All he did was say, I'm just going to, I'm literally just going to push you into the quarterback and then I'm going to grab him. That's pretty much what he did. So, um, they're going to be terrible regardless. I don't think that's very much an influence. And let me get to my boys, Drew Brees. Um, you know, it's sad to see this injury happen like this, but it's probably, you know, I think it's going to end up being one of those blessings in disguise. First off, I think, um, obviously, I think we're still a great football team. Uh, we are leading the league in sacks. Um, the defensive pressure is there. I told you guys before week one, watch out for Trey Hendrickson. Three sacks already and a forced fumble. Um, and through two games. So uh, I think we're going to have, you know, a, a very, very good front front eight, especially when our, our front seven, when especially when uh, Sheldon Rankings come back, comes back from his uh, torn Achilles. Uh, he's been practicing the last four weeks. And so uh, I, I could see him come back any day now. Um, and I don't think we're really going to struggle. I think we're going to go four and two, maybe five and one um, and dominate. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to look as bad as he's been looking. Uh, and I don't think he's going to get all the snaps. I think there's going to be some Taysom Hill action. I think you're going to see some read option. I think you're going to see some passes from Taysom Hill. I think you might see them both on the field at the same time. And most importantly, we're not really going against great quarterbacks after the first two weeks. We're going against Russell Wilson next. Dak's been playing great. I don't think Dak's a great quarterback. He's played against some terrible defense with no pass rush. So we'll see how he looks against the number one pass rush in football. After that, who we have? We've got the Jaguars and the Cardinals and the Buccaneers and the, I think we got the 49ers maybe in that. We don't have a whole bunch of tough quarterbacks. And if you look at our division, Teddy Bridgewater might be the best quarterback in the division if Drew Brees was out. I mean, let's really look at it. Cam, Cam Newton is not healthy. It was obvious he wasn't healthy. He couldn't hit uh, the backside of a barn if he was standing at the backside of the barn. So he's not – I don't. I don't think he's going to be starting um, through the season. I think that he, I. I think his body's broken down. I didn't think he should have been in the game. Uh, and then let's look at the other two quarterbacks. One of them is tied for the league in pick sixes. Um, James Winston with uh, two pick sixes, tied with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, and the other one is leading the league in interceptions, and Matt Ryan with five through two weeks. So all we have to really do is keep pace with. I'm not even worried about the division. Let's keep pace with everybody above us and. Eventually, we'll still get a bye in the first round. And I, I, I hope we go to the Rams uh, in the playoffs. I would love to see it. We will dominate. This time, 
Hey, uh, Panthers or Saints coaches, don't leave Aaron Donald in single coverage for the first four or five possessions. I was sitting there going, why do you keep leaving Aaron Donald one-on-one with Andres Pete and Eric McCoy, who's a first-year rookie? Like, it's stupid. They have nobody else on the entire team who can hurt you. Double-team Aaron Donald and then dominate the game. After a while, we started to get to it. We got robbed again like we always do by the referees. At a certain point, it's three weeks in a row. At what point did this stop becoming a coincidence? It's not It's not like it can't just happen to one team every week and it'd be like, oh, man, it's just, you know, coincidentally, it just happens to you guys. So, um, Jimmy, you, do you think that it's like a covert operation now to get the Saints? Do I think it's a covert? Do you think it's like a, a – No, a- I don't. But I was concerned coming into this season that the referee union was probably a little ticked off at the Saints for continuing to bring it up. And I thought – we might not get a lot of favorable calls this year. So that was my thought process, and it's turned out to be true. I mean, it's not just that play. I saw um, – what's the cornerback from the, the terrible – Marcus Peters. I saw Marcus Peters rip Traquan Smith's helmet off and hit him in the face directly in front of the official and not get a penalty and threw his helmet. In the very next play, they called the Tiki Tackers holding penalty on Will Clapp. I've ever seen in my life. So overall, I don't think we're going to get the benefit of the doubt from the officials. I do think they're incompetent. I do think they should be punished and fired. But do I think they're intentionally doing it? No, I just think they're incompetent and the NFL needs to hire full-time officials. All right, so obviously Jeremy feels very passionate about, um, I guess the topic was actually about quarterbacks being hurt, but he went into a soliloquy or a rant, if you want to call it. Oh, no, it. I went through the quarterbacks being hurt. About, I said, uh, I, said I don't think any of yet. them are really going to be affected because I didn't pick the Steelers to make the playoffs to begin with. I didn't. I think the Jets were going to make the playoffs, but looking at that line, they're definitely not going anywhere it's with or without Sam Darnold. And the Saints will still be a top two seed in the, in the NFL. All right. That's, that's uh yeah, that, I mean, Saints look good, but it's obviously wishful thinking. They're two games in. Uh, let's talk about some of the premier players so far in the league. Um, two of, of which being Lamar Jackson and, Pat, and uh, Pat Mahomes. And they're squaring off this weekend to kind of give you, I mean, it's going to be obviously a, a shootout. Um, I feel like it's going to be a lot of points being put on the board and probably an early kind of kind of uh, matchup between some potential MVPs. Um, let's start with you this time, Jeremy. Uh, which uh, team do you think is going to win? Do you feel like the Ravens are going to take out the Chiefs or you think Patrick Mahomes is going get to get a, get, uh, pretty much do what he wants with the Ravens? I think the Ravens are going to play a competitive game, but I don't think they had enough firepower to match the Chiefs uh, point for point. The Chiefs got down early um, last game, and I think uh, the way Lamar is playing, he's throwing the ball great. He's getting the game going. I think they need to really get the run game going in this game with Mark Ingram, with Lamar Jackson, maybe a little read option, uh, just to slow the game down and keep the ball out of out of uh, – Patrick Mahomes hand. If they get into a shootout, I can see this getting ugly. Um, but overall, I think it's probably going to be a, a another Patrick Mahomes uh, memorial game. I saw who was it? Uh Kyler Murray have they had four trips where they were where they were uh goal to go and they didn't get any touchdowns. I don't think you can do that with Patrick Mahomes. I don't think um, you know, with the weapons they have, they'll be able to keep him out of the end zone. So I see them getting upwards of 28 to 29 points. And I don't know if the Ravens will be able to match. So, um, overall, I think it's going to be a great MVP matchup. I actually like Lamar for the MVP, mainly because I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be able to outdo his numbers from last year. And a lot of times, if you don't have as good a season as you had the year you had the MVP, the next year you don't have any chance of winning it. So, um, I think it's a great matchup, and I do think this is going to go a long way in determining who's the MVP. 
So uh, let's be 100% honest about this. I, I set this up almost as like a sucker question because I think this has pretty much been determined. Pat Mahomes is going to win the MVP. And look, guys, I know last year I made the statement that Pat Mahomes was this year's ver- or last year's version of Jared Allen and or Josh Allen and that he wouldn't be good. I said he would be a complete bust. Sometimes it's time to just jump off that plane. I watched the game I, I, this I was week. Say, I wouldn't even brought it up. <laughs> hey, I, 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 I'm okay. I, I can admit when I'm wrong. You know, it takes it takes a, uh, a strong man okay. to admit when he's wrong, and I'm I'm cool doing that. With that being said, interesting. Okay, good for you, Jared. I watched the game this weekend. Do I think it's all Patrick Mahomes? No, there's a lot of like they, they, If you listen to Baldy's breakdowns, he talks about like some of the play calls that are just brilliant. Where. Um, Basically, it's a it's a situation where um, Andy Reid uses this dressing or whatnot to be able to to lure all the safeties away, and then it's like, all right, it's the fastest receiver on the field matched up with a linebacker on a go route, and it's like, oh, okay, dude, sixteen yards downfield with nobody else around him. So there's some of that going on, but I mean, literally, I watched that Ra- Raiders game, and the the Chiefs scored in one quarter. They scored in the second quarter. They scored twenty eight points in the second quarter. And Pat Mahomes threw for 280 yards in the second quarter alone. And it really was one of those situations to where all of a sudden you just start seeing they have so much speed. They have too many weapons. You can't guard Sammy. This is without Tyreek Hill. You can't guard Miko Hartman and Sammy Watkins. And last week, uh, Demetrius Robinson, who had a, a monster game, and Travis Kelsey, and Shady McCoy, and Damian Williams. Like, it's just too many weapons out there. And when Andy Reid's calling the plays, you're kind of just at his, at his mercy. Um, so, look, I think that's a uh, – realistically, I think that's the biggest problem you're going to have to face is I just don't see anybody slowing him down. I think he's going to win the MVP again, um, you know, barring, you know – it's early, but he, he's got to be the favorite. And I think everybody's really, really high on Lamar Jackson, and Lamar has, has impressed me. I like him a lot. Um, obviously, he's put in the time. He's put in the work ethic that he needs to so that he can uh, – you know, be the star player that I, I believe he, he's going to be. But they've played the Dolphins and the Cardinals. I mean, those are two of the worst five teams in the league, at least from a talent standpoint. And you're playing the Cardinals without their best player, in Patrick, uh, Patrick Peterson. So do I think that, that this is sustainable? No. I watched the game, though. He threw the ball extremely well. I think it's sustainable that he's a he's a much improved passer. I think he will be um you know as good as as advertised but do i think he's gonna be mvp no i don't um so let me ask, let me ask you a question i don't mean to cut you off if he throws for 3500 yards and has a thousand yards rushing do you think he will be mvp possibly i mean i think i think pat mahomes right now could literally duplicate the numbers from last year like i don't see any reason why he can't and his division is much worse um, because you're playing the Chargers, who are clearly not as good, and they, they're, they're missing Derwin James. Um, I mean, I, I just think it's one of those I don't situations. Know if I would say the Chargers are, are clearly not as good. I think that that last week was a fluke. I'll go into that when we do our picks. But I mean, you you can say that, but they look terrible week one, um, and they look and, and you you take any team like the Chargers and you say, all right, they're missing their two of their best four players. I think we um, at least five players. Melvin Gordon is one of their top five players. Derwin James is one of their top five players. So I, I just don't, you know, I, I'm looking at the situation. I think the Chiefs are playing in a division that's not good. I think they're going to be the ones that win the MVP. And ultimately, 
if I'm if I'm being 100 honest, I expect this to be a, a matchup of two MVP candidates, but it clearly being won by Patrick Mahomes. What's kind of what's funny to me about the whole Patrick Mahomes thing? I still think he's underrated. I still don't think he gets the credit he deserves of being a great quarterback. So I guess um, <clears throat> I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens to that game. Um, I think the Ravens are going to win. Uh, you boys, let me know how much you want to put on it. We can see what's up. Um, anyway, moving right along, let's uh, let's start talking about some uh, NCAA football. Uh, this week we got uh, Michigan at Wisconsin. We have the Auburn Tigers at uh, Texas A&M out in College Station. We've got the big one that everybody's talking about here in Atlanta. Notre Dame is coming to Athens um, for the first time. Is it the first time in a while or first time ever? One of, one of I think two. it's the first time ever. Uh, I think it's the first time ever. It's going to be a huge game. Um, what? Let's let's talk about your picks on these. What do you, what do you think is going to happen in these, in these three games in particular? Uh, let's start with Jared, man, 85 on this. So I, I'm very intrigued about the game. So let's get into the three big games of the weekend. Uh, we got – Michigan going to Wisconsin, and I'm not sure if anybody has watched Michigan, but they look awful. Um, I'm and, shocked with with Jim Harbaugh. That is crazy. I mean, and, and I'm a huge fan of Jim Harbaugh. I mean, I think Jim Harbaugh is one of the most underrated coaches in in college football, uh, or in football in general. But I mean, you can't deny. I mean, I'm not gonna as as I didn't deny when I was wrong about uh, Pat Mahomes. I mean, I thought you know Jim Harbaugh was the best coach in, in college football as far as just an X's and O's. And, I mean, he's a former college quarterback and a former NFL quarterback who looks terrible at developing quarterbacks. I mean, that's just unacceptable. I mean, and, and, and when you look at it and you say, all right, what is Jim Harbaugh, what was he really known for with the, with the 49ers? It was he resurrected the careers of Alex Smith, and then he uh, made Colin Kaepernick – Look like to some people. I remember Ron Jaworski said he was the greatest quarterback talent he'd ever seen. And all of a sudden now, they can't move the ball on Army. And I'm not taking anything away from Army. Army's a pretty good team. But, I mean, it is Army. I mean, it's it's not it's not Clemson and Alabama and Georgia. Um, so I'm interested to see how that game goes. Wisconsin really hasn't played anybody. Um, and they've dominated significantly. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, uh, one of the Heisman front run- runners with uh, his ability to run the ball. Um, so I'm interested to see how how well they're they're able to play versus Michigan. But at the end of the day, I think it's a uh, you know it's going to come down to can Michigan control the clock? Can they their offense actually do something? Can Shea Patterson put together the kind of game that he's going to need to have? Um, next after that, you got Texas A&M versus Auburn, and let me just give you my pick for that. I actually have Michigan winning that game. I think they're going to surprise uh, Wisconsin. Um, but after that, you have uh, Auburn going to Texas A&M. Damon, me and you went to that game last year where Clemson played at Texas A&M. That is a tough place to win. Last year, Clemson was the only team to beat them at Texas A&M. And That's a tough place to play. They, they beat LSU Incredible there. Atmosphere. Yeah, they Incredible. beat a lot of – and, and the nicest crowd I think I've ever been. Like I was shocked. I went there full. Yeah, I was. Kind of, I thought we were being set up. They were so nice. Yeah, it, it, it really did feel like you were on Get Out, and, and at the beginning, where they were like, "Oh, ha!" <laughs> it, it, it was like one of those. Like I'm in there in a full. And like, you guys that know me, I'm I'm literally full Clemson helmet or hard hat with a Deshaun jersey on, and like they're yeah. like, "Oh." If there's anything we can do to help you guys, we just hope you enjoy yourself. You know, blah blah blah. And I'm just like. Uh, this is 
it's not normal going on here. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a tough place to play. It's a, a raucous crowd. I think Auburn's going to lose to Texas A&M. I think at the end of the day, it's just too much. There's 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 too much crowd noise. There's too much going on there. Um, and then um, the last game, I got the sneaky upset. Look, for my bets, and I'm going to get into this tomorrow and in, in my um, – you know, my, you know, every week I do my weekend picks on here, uh, for, and most of those are college football. And last week I would have had the three college football games absolutely correct if I didn't get sabotaged um, by Alabama and South Carolina. But with that being said, I think the, the easiest pick this week, Notre Dame's getting between 14 and 13 and a half points depending on the service that you look at. How is that, like, how is that even a realistic line? Georgia played Notre Dame two years ago at Notre Dame. They beat them by a point on a fumble on the last play of the game. Notre Dame, like everybody acts like, oh, yeah, you know, Notre Dame's not good. They're, they, ne- they never beat anybody. Okay, well, if that's the case, explain this to me. How did they beat LSU in the bowl game two years ago? How did like, how are they, they – they beat Michigan last year. They're, like they, they win a lot of these games. And it's not just the – you know, it's not just the fact that, oh, everybody's going to sleep on them. I think it's one of those situations to where I, I just don't think anybody anybody gives them the adequate credit that they deserve, which is for being a top flight program. So at the end of the day, I think it's going to boil down to um, Georgia's going to lose the game straight up to Notre Dame, and I got them. I got them obviously covering uh, the fourteen point spread. So uh, you know that's kind of my uh, my picks for the those three games. Huh. That's what's up. Um, Jeremy, what you got to say about all this, man? Sure, Michigan very, at Wisconsin, Auburn very, at Texas A&M, Notre Dame at UGA. What's up? Very interesting perspective. I, I really think it was interesting. Um, however, these games aren't that hard to pick. Michigan sucks. Jim Harbaugh is the most overrated coach in football. He's not even close. There's not like man, like if you look at what he did versus what Rich Rodriguez did at Michigan, he's probably worse. Um, I'm not. Yeah, their numbers aren't even comparable. They are. They're very comparable. I can pull them up for you if you'd like to see them. I'll pull uh, them here. He's a worse coach than Bill O'Brien is. I'll tell you that right now. Um, <laughs> Bill O'Brien would never coach Colin Kaepernick to a Super Bowl. He coached. Josh or TJ Yates to the second round of the playoffs. So I mean that's almost the same. Well, he was going versus um, the backup quarterback because Andy Dalton missed the playoffs. Stop it. He almost beat Tom Brady the next round. I mean, hey. Anyway, uh, and look what look what he did at Penn State. Look what he did at Penn State, who was on sanctions. It wasn't like Michigan. I shall digress. Wisconsin is gonna run the ball down their throat. This is not gonna be a close game. Jonathan Taylor is going to have, I'm going to say upwards of 255 yards rushing. Um, and they are going to win this game by double digits. That should be easy enough. All right, cool. Next game, Auburn, Texas A&M. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Auburn or the road team. I'm going to go with the road team because Texas A&M's quarterback just looks too terrible last time I saw him play. I saw him play against Clemson. I've seen him play well. Kellamond, yes, he's a talented player, but he's got to show me something. I think Auburn is going to be able to put up some points. I think they'll be able to hold that offense in check. And I see them squeaking out a close game 
maybe around the 20, 20 to 24 range, or 24-20, however you want to call it, Auburn. And lastly, the game Jarrett is so hype about talking about, Notre Dame versus Georgia. Jarrett, can you please tell the people what the score was when Notre Dame was playing Louisville this, this year? Uh, I think they won by 14. Yes, yes, they won by 14. They won by 14. Were they not struggling with Louisville early? Is Louisville a good football team? Louisville's a pretty good football team, Jeremy. Juwan Paz looks good. Like, you you can look at them last year, and they they were terrible last year. But the year before that, they were good. The year before that, they were good. And Juwan Paz, who was a true freshman starting at quarterback last year, looks significantly better this year. I can see how you could look at them playing Eastern Kentucky and Western Kentucky um, instead of playing actual Kentucky and say, yeah, they're probably pretty good this year. But I'm just going to take a wild guess and say they're probably not a very, very good team. Um, and I don't think this game is going to be very close. I think this is one of those games that Georgia gets up for. I think they win this game. Maybe not. I think it's going to be close to the line. I think it's two touchdown. It's going to be a two touchdown victory for uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't think it's going to be very close. I think you're going to see um, Jake Fromm uh, show y'all where he's from and uh, get in this Heisman race. <clears throat> what? what? I don't know. I mean, you really think Jake Fromm's about to get in the Heisman race, bro? I, mean, I do. Jake Fromm better get in. A, he's going to get in a state farm at Um, But look, Jeremy, let me just clarify two things. One, Rich Rodriguez of Michigan was 15 and 22 and 6 and 18 in conference. John Harbaugh is 40 and 14 and 26 and 9 in conference. Please let's not compare them. Wait, at go, all. Go, back, go back to it again. Say it again. Rich Rodriguez was 15 and 22 at Michigan and 6 and 18 in the Big Ten. Not, not, so I'm not thinking about Rich Rodriguez. Who was the coach right before him? Brady Hoke. And Brady, Brady Hoke's numbers still weren't, weren't, weren't very comparable. But uh, I digress. And I'll pull those up just so you can see them. But I'll digress. Look, Notre Dame, everybody's going to look at a game and say, oh, look, look at they did versus Louisville. Here's what, I, what, what makes me laugh. People always want to give Georgia credit for how they played versus Alabama, which they played well in that game. But they never want to look at it and say, all right, how did they play versus everybody else? How did Georgia look versus LSU last year? Terrible. How did they look versus Florida? Struggle. How did they look versus Texas in the bowl game? Got destroyed. So, like, at the end of the day, like, just because you're 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 in a situation where, you know, you you have an opportunity to, uh, you know, to where you you look like you're very good at certain points, doesn't mean you're good consistently. And I think Georgia gets the benefit of the doubt because they they match up very well versus Bama, but that doesn't mean that they're a really good team. And I just don't think they're gonna do anything versus Notre Dame. If they win, they're gonna barely win. They're definitely not covering the spread. Uh, and I think at the end of the day, I think actually Notre Dame is going to win the game because they're tired of all the people talking the nonsense. I mean, Clemson said after the game, they thought Notre Dame was a tougher team than Alabama was when they looked at it man to man last year. And everybody's like, oh, that's nonsense. But like, I don't think that was nonsense. I watched the game. Yeah, that was I, nonsense. It wasn't. I watched the game. That Notre Dame game was dicey for a half. That Alabama game wasn't dicey after the first possession. Hmm. Weren't y'all down in the second quarter? But okay, cool. No, it was literally it was it was we had the pick six. I think we at one point we went down two points, but literally it was like the game wasn't it wasn't competitive. All right, fellas, let's uh let's let's uh get into these picks from last week. One one, uh, one more thing, Dave. I just want to ask you one question. Yeah. What what was uh Jim Harbaugh's record? You said. Uh, he he was fourteen. I mean, he was forty and fourteen. 
40 and 14. If you look at uh, Brady Hoke, he was 31 and 20, so slightly worse. But he could beat Ohio State, so oh, I mean, sli- that. slightly worse. Yeah, thirty-one and twenty compared to forty and fourteen. C- compare, That's ten more wins and six less losses. C- compare compare that to his record versus Ohio State. Well, his record versus That's, Ohio State, he wasn't going versus Urban Meyer. He was going versus uh, Jim Trussell. Okay, um, same same amount of titles, but continue. <clears throat> <laughs> same amount of titles. What <laughs> at, at at Ohio State? At Ohio State, a much different time frame. Urban had, had no, same, same amount of NCAA titles. What I'm saying though, they had the same amount of NCAA titles. Urban did it in five, six years. Trussell did it in sixteen. But he didn't beat he didn't beat the 2002 Miami uh, Hurricanes. He didn't beat that team. <laughs> yeah, no, he just beat the, <laughs> the 2016 Alabama Crimson Tide. Jim, let's get into your picks. In the game, the sweeping the nation. I bet you won't. So, huh. Picks, picks, picks. Let's look at last week's picks. It was a rough week for me. A very rough week. Mainly because it was literally the reason why you should not bet any amount of money that means anything to you. Because it was literally the most garbage random week of picks. In the history of football, I like to look at you know previous behavior. Normally, going from week one to week two is not a good indication of what teams are because teams have three months to prepare for week one and they have one week to play prepare for week two. So I've always said you're going to get a better indication of who the team is in week two than you are in week one. So let's go through the picks. One of my picks, the one that actually won. Thank you, Patrick Mahomes. Even though you had me uh, look, shaking my head for a while. I picked the Chiefs over the Raiders for $100. They covered. Everything else was terrible. So, one of my big bets, Chargers at Lions. What happens? The field goal kicker gets injured. Oh, wow. Since when? When does a field goal kicker get injured? So, the punter has to kick field goals. So, the punter missed two field goals inside of 41 yards. Uh, Austin Eckler on first and goal on the one. Fumbles. And Drew and uh, Philip Rivers throws an inter- interception in the end zone, and they find a way to lose by three points. So there's that. The other game I bet big on Bears at Detroit, uh, Bears at Broncos, and this is one of the games that makes me the most mad. So the Bears were up comfortably, and the Broncos score a touchdown with 31 seconds left on the clock. They're down one. They are lined up to go for an extra point. The uh, the Bears line up offside, so they get a penalty. So what do the Bear Broncos do? They decide to go for the two-point conversion. They get the two-point conversion. The Bears go back up the field and get a field goal as time expires. The line was Bears minus two and a half. If you don't line up offside, they win by three. Because you lined up offsides, I didn't cover. These are the types of things we're dealing with, people. <sighs> the next game, I had no chance of covering. I picked the Miami Dolphins to cover 19 and a half. Just to give you guys a little insight on, on, on my thought process on this game. Um, generally, you want to look at 
Well, history would tell you you wouldn't look at. What was the line uh, in the look ahead? So the line in the look ahead, meaning before that, the last week of play, the line for Patriots at Dolphins was right around 10. After the Dolphins looked so terrible against uh, the Patri- or against the Ravens and the Patriots destroyed the Steelers, the line opens at 14. So, therefore, that tells you a logical line is probably somewhere between 12 to 14. The people in Vegas or betting immediately pushed that line up to 19 at one point. I got it at 18.5. So, in my mind, because I figured there would be an NFL team on the other side of the field from the Patriots, I said, you're probably getting an extra five to six points based on what people saw last week. I think the Dolphins will come out. They'll try hard. They've had the Patriots number in Miami, and they'll get, you know, a 14-point loss, and I'll cover. I didn't realize that they took Ball State's NFL team or a college football team and threw them in, threw them in Miami Dolphins jerseys. That was my bad. They did not cover. And then lastly, I wish I could have made this change. After we finish making our picks, and I don't want to change, Sam Darnold goes out with Mono. Uh, we find out Quentin Williams and um, their middle linebacker, I can't even think of his name, was a player who calls out the plays. And then the backup quarterback dislocates his ankle, walks off the field somehow. I don't know. Trevor Simeon has to be uh, the toughest guy I've seen because I saw his ankle pointing in the wrong direction when he got sacked. And somehow he walked off the field. So kudos to you. That game was garbage, so I ended up minus 800. I am minus 1,004. Uh, the season only two weeks in, but you know what? Woo! I will be already, even. Boy. I will be even after this week, and I'm going to tell you my picks. Starting. Wait, Jeremy, mm-hmm. let me get to my picks last week, and then we can get to the picks for this week. Oh, yeah, I thought we were going to go through straight through. Okay, cool. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. I, I should have I terrible moderating. But, yeah, Jerry, get into your last week's picks. So I was minus 200. Same nonsense, except, uh, you know, as, as Jay-Z once said in an album, same toilet, different. So let, let, let's basically explain it. I picked uh, out of the games. I was I'm, I was minus 200 for last week. Reason, I picked the Jets, not realizing that Sam Darnold was going to come down with mono. I didn't want to change my pick because, uh, you know, if I was in Vegas and I put my money down, I can't come back and take it back. So, look, that's a bad loss. I picked the Steelers to cover four points versus the, the Seahawks. They were up four points. Ben Roethlisberger injures his elbow out for the season, and they ended up losing. Look, can't predict Ben Roethlisberger coming out of the game and being out for the season. So that's another bad beat. And then I picked the Eagles versus the Falcons. I still would have covered and been plus 200 had Nelson Aguilar not just dropped a wide-open touchdown pass that had the game, I mean, just, just written all on. It's like, hey, look, this is the game right here, and he dropped it. And that doesn't you know even account for the fact that Deshaun Jackson hurt his – hamstring i believe it was or his calf or his growing one three so he was out um and then alshon jeffrey hurt his calf hamstring something so he was out uh and then like two offensive linemen went down and then carson wentz came out of the game with a concussion protocol i was it was it was it was a lot of a lot of things going on uh against me this week i still managed to keep you guys only down 200 so for the season i'm currently up 200 i will continue to strive to be better uh, to make sure that you guys are uh, always winning money with me. Uh, but, hey, you know, this week I got, I got some good picks ahead for you. So, uh, JDZ, if you want to go ahead and kick that off, you can. Um, I want to throw one more thing out, too. Just 
of how random the games were last week. Over the last, I think it was since 2010, teams that lost week one, had a home game in week two, and were and were underdogs by six points or less in the last ten seasons or nine seasons before that, were 20 and five. I looked at that and said, hey, there's some opportunity here. I am going to go with um, – I, I, I didn't think the Broncos would be able to cover. I was looking at the Giants. Jared and I had a little side bet. I bet the Giants because they were in that same boat. And those things didn't work out. Which ones were the ones that did? The Falcons. On a random injury-plagued, Matt Ryan-looking terrible day. Uh, it was a bad week of football. Um, but, yeah, let me get into my picks. First game on my calendar. I am going to start where I should have started last week. Betting against the Dolphins. They are playing against the Cowboys. <laughs> Currently, they are plus 21 and a half, and I am going to bet the Cowboys to cover this. You know why? Because Minka Fitzpatrick is gone. Nobody cares, and I'm pretty sure they'll be up by 35 by halftime. $200. Book it. Next game. I'm going to go to Indianapolis Colts against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, minus one and a half. If you look at what Minnesota did to the Falcons last week, um, and really this is one of the reasons why I wouldn't be concerned about the Saints making the playoffs if Drew Brees didn't play until the playoffs. I saw the Falcons lose a game where Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 10 times. Um, they ran heavy personnel. They ran the ball down their throat. The Falcons have a slight uh, defensive line, and they really were able to punish them. What did the Eagles do? They didn't have. They had their backup tight end injured. Zach Ertz was their best receiver because all the other receivers were out, and they weren't able to play that heavy formation. So you saw them spread the ball around, spread out, and really take a lot of hits. Who has the best mauling defensive line or offensive line in football? The Indianapolis Colts. If you have the Colts running back, what's his name, Marlon Mack? Yep. It is. It is going to be. A very good fantasy day for you, for you those of you who play, uh, you know, fan dueling those things. He's going to have a monster day against the Falcons this week. Um, Quentin William or Quentin, Quentin Nelson. Um, Quentin Nelson, little, yeah, yeah. I don't. Did I say Quentin? I'm thinking about Quentin yes. Williams. Yeah, Qu- Qu- yeah. Quentin Nelson is probably my favorite offensive lineman in football. This dude literally destroys people. Like, like most most offensive linemen just seem like. Oh, man, I'm just trying to keep my quarterback clean. I'm a nice guy. You know, I go home to my family. Quentin Nelson looks like he's trying to destroy defensive ends for all that they've done to to offensive linemen for their entire careers. Um, So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Falcons drop to one and two. Book it $200. Next pick. I'm going to go Vikings. Minus nine versus the Raiders. You know, I bet the Vikings last week in another side bet uh, against Jared. I lost two side bets against Jared last week. Both of them were garbage. Um, well, I can't say one of them was garbage. It was just garbage because the Giants didn't have uh, – I mean, Dale technically you lost te- – well, yeah, I, I guess this this week it was Sunday. I was going to say technically from Sunday to Monday you lost uh, you lost three because you lost the Saints one. But, hey, you know, who counted? What Saints bet? Ah, <laughs> who's counting? Fifty dollars. You bet me fifty dollars that the the Saints are going to win by at least ten points. Uh oh. Against who? Forget against about the that. Texans. Oh, that was from like, that was a week ago. That was a, we were we were talking I said, about. Last I, said time. From, I, I said from Monday to Sunday. It, technically, it was three. Oh, yeah. so so technically, technically, 
So technically, from Monday to Sunday is two weeks. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I've, I've never seen a calendar that starts on a Monday. But um, as I continue, um, all, all that really matters about that game is that your team took the L and my team won. But I shall digress. Uh, Vikings Uh-oh. were down 21 points because for some reason they decided not to play football in the first quarter. They continue to shut out the Packers for the rest of the game. And what happened? 16-21, to 21, Kirk Cousins throws an interception on first and a goal at the eight-yard line. Kirk Cousins plays Kirk Cousins. I'm going to guess they are going to do what they did against the, Falcon, or against the Falcons and just not let him throw because he's not a competent quarterback. So I'm going to take them minus nine for 200. I am going to do something that I haven't, I shouldn't have done last week, but I'm going to do it this week. And that's mainly because of one thing. Eli Manning is not playing quarterback anymore. I am betting Daniel Jones and the Giants plus six and a half at Tampa. Mainly, and this is the most important point. I want you all to take this down, write it down, put it in your notes. Because there's not a single team in football that Tampa Bay can beat by a full touchdown. Book it. That is $200 on the Giants. And I do mean the Dolphins. I think Tampa would beat the Dolphins by six, but no more. Um, And lastly... I am going to put some some faith in my boys. I am picking the Saints. Um, plus four points against Seattle. Everybody's talking about Seattle like, oh, man, you know, they're 2-0. You guys got to go to the play, blah, 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 blah. They almost lost to the Bengals in week one at home. They got very lucky. Did you guys see what the 49ers did to the Bengals last week? 41-17. Uh, I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are that great. I saw Mason Rudolph torching them late, and I don't think he's nearly the quarterback that, that Teddy Bridgewater is at this point because Teddy Bridgewater has the experience um, and is ready to go. So I think we'll have a very creative play play call um, or game plan versus, uh, versus Seattle, and I see us dominating that game. I am very much looking forward to it. I am going to get back to, to, uh, to even on this week so you guys can book it. I guarantee it's at least four out of five, but I'm going to say five out of five. But full guarantee. Oh, man, guarantee four out of five. I, he I'm not feeling good. Bucks. Here, let, 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 let me go through a couple. I don't know, man. That's that's money biting off a lot. Too much to chew. First, I'm going to go with the Texans plus three and a half points versus the Chargers. As I said, the Chargers just lost to the Lions. Then the Chargers at home beat the Colts by in overtime just because they got the ball first. I got the Texans covering at least three and a half points. I got them winning straight up. But if I get three and a half points, I'm taking it. Next. Hey, quick question on that one. Yeah. Um, do the Chargers have a good two uh, bookend defensive ends? Oh, yeah, they do. Okay. How's your offensive line looking? Uh, that's not, I, I'll probably leave that alone. Let's go ahead. Continue on. Our offensive line looks fine. Our offensive line looks fine. Um, I think at the end of the day, our, our, our team will do as I expect us to do, which will win games. So let, let, let's let's put it back in perspective, as I said. So I got the Texans uh, plus three and a half points. We, our offensive line has been terrible for for the last two years, and Deshaun's still winning 65% of the games under it. Um, I got the Bengals losing to, the, I mean, covering, losing to the Bills, but covering six points. Look, the Bengals, one of the things that's unknown or unsaid right now is Andy Dalton's putting up a lot of big – I mean, it may be – Irrelevant stats, but he's second in the league in passing yards right now, averaging about 360 yards a game behind Patrick Mahomes uh, as the, the second most passing yards. So I think they'll be able to throw the ball. And I don't, I like, I like uh, Josh Allen, but I don't think he's going to be able to consistently throw the ball down the field to be able to 
you know, change outcomes of games. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that they cover at least the six points next. This is one of the easier bets. I'm taking the saints to lose and lose big versus the Seahawks on the road. One saints typically struggle with Seattle in Seattle. It's kind of been one of their, their houses of horror, even when Drew Brees plays, but now I get I mean, back in 2012. Yeah, we did. I mean, not even do that. You guys have lost some consistently since, you know. I don't think they've beaten us since 2014, but. I'm pretty sure they they uh, they beat you guys in a rainstorm in like 2016 or whatnot. But that was, with 20, the, that was 2015. Oh, with that being said, they typically struggle. I don't think you guys have played them in Seattle since then. But regardless, um, they typically struggle in Seattle. And here's a little known fact. The Saints have not covered the spread in seven straight games. So if I get to bet, you know, yeah, some people are there at the blackjack table or they're, they're, they're playing roulette in Vegas and, you know, like, oh, it's a whole lot of blacks in a row. Like, oh, maybe I should, uh, you know, not play black. No, no, I'm, if it's a whole lot of blacks in a row, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the train going. I'm going to say, look, how can, we, uh, how can we extend this streak as long as possible? And that streak is going to be by taking the Saints to not cover the spread. I got them losing – uh, by minimum a touchdown um, to Seattle, so that's my that's my third huh. pick well, of the week. Jared, Jared, since you're going on history, when's the last time Seattle beat somebody by more than a touchdown? Uh, who? Did, how much did they beat? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not going I mean, back. I to mean, the they, they won by they won by two points against the. Uh, against, I mean, uh, I, I, against the Steelers without their starting quarterback for three quarters, and then they beat. Jared, Andy I just Dalton watched Teddy Bridgewater and, get and beat the, by 19 points by the third string quarterback from the Panthers in Week 17 last year. Oh so, yeah, I mean, uh, none of the starters played on the entire on the entire roster, but yeah, that's probably a good point. I mean, Jeremy, at the end of the day, still got beat by those points, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, none of the offensive line or defensive line or cornerbacks or linebackers or I think Michael Thomas played for half a quarter just so he could get the fourteen hundred yards, but Alvin Kamara didn't play, and then the wire. I mean, it, he he might as well have been playing with the Miami Dolphins right now, but yeah, that's he's probably going to be on the field with those guys again. I mean, hey, that's what it is. I'm going to go with the Saints to not cover. If you want to put more money on me, you, you lost every bet we made this year. If you want to keep it going, keep it going. Um, with that being said, I'm going to take uh, – I'm, I'm going to take – I didn't because you still owe me some golf balls on the straight-up Texans versus, versus Saints. Don't think I forgot that. Okay, then take the 50 you owe me and Uh-oh. buy yourself a pair of $40. <laughs> buy, buy yourself $40 worth of golf balls and send me the extra 10 Um, right, With that being said, um, so – and that's all 58 yard field goal. Yeah, but the extra 10. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, uh, I'm, I'm going to take the last two. Um, Ravens versus Kansas City. I got Kansas City winning the game by more than a touchdown. I mean, it's Mahomes. That that offense is too good. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with them winning that game by more than a touchdown, uh, covering the six and a half points. Uh, if I'm wrong, I'm happy about it because – I'm I'm not looking at I'm not enjoying how good the, the Chiefs look. Last game, um, I got the Browns losing by way more than three points to the Rams. Look, man, at the end of the day, they're not a very good team at all. Um the, the Browns, I mean, if you watched that game yesterday, they were awful. Um Baker Mayfield looked terrible. Um since he's become the starter uh two years ago or a year and a half ago, he leads the the league in interceptions with 18 interceptions during that period of time. Um I just don't see it working out well for them. So I'm going to go with them not covering the spread. Um, 
and the Rams went and by at least the three points. So, hey, that's what it says. Jared, Cleveland's defense didn't look bad at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about to say, you're going to see oh, my they're, they're not bad. No, their defense didn't look, didn't look bad, but the Jets were missing seven starters on offense. So if you're missing seven out of your 11 starters, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to give you, you know, a lollipop because you, oh, yeah, you look very good versus when, when the entire roster was out. Jared, Jared just, to, just to give you a little, um, I guess, knowledge about how the Rams' offensive line looked, against the Saints. Four Saints players graded out of 80 or above on, on Pro Football Focus um, for the week on the, on the defensive line. Probably close behind. So the Rams offensive line looks really, really suspect, especially a right tackle. I want to say he got beat four or five times and got a whole bunch of holding calls. Um, I see Miles Garrett going off in that game and, and dominating. I think that's – I, 100% honest, I don't think Rams are very good. I watched that game and said, hey, this team should have been up by 40, and if it wasn't for that BS non-touchdown call when we couldn't move the ball, um, I think they probably would have lost that game. I don't think they're going to even win this game. I, I'm going to pick the Browns. Hey, Jeremy, Jeremy, quick question. Last year, did you pick the Rams to make the playoffs? No, I didn't. This year, did you pick the Rams to make the playoffs? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Two years ago, did you pick the Saints to make the playoffs? Two years ago, mm-hmm. I don't think we were doing a podcast two years ago. No, I'm not sure if the Saints were going to make. It. You did last year. Did you pick the Saints to make the playoffs? No, I didn't. Who's going to win the division? No, no, yeah, last, last year I did pick them to make the playoffs. No, you didn't. You last picked year, the last you year, pick, you picked last the, year, you picked the Panthers and the Falcons. Year, you got to roll the tape back. Last year I picked I picked them to make the to, to be the wild card team. No, you picked the Falcons. This to be the year wild card I didn't pick team, them. You picked the Panthers to win the division. If, if it is, it is what it is. I'm not going to tell you I don't think the Saints are good now. If I'm wrong about it, I'm wrong about it. I'm not going to say, oh, I don't think they're very good. And then, oh, they just keep on winning games and going to Super Bowls and, you know. I mean, they, I mean, if you look at it, hey, they played a backup quarterback for the majority of the game who didn't have a game plan put together. And then they struggled versus the Panthers team um, who Jameis Winston went in and beat. So, um, no, I don't think they're very good. And if you look at that division, there are there are two other teams that are 2-0 in that division. I think the 49ers are starting to look like the class of that division right now. Jeremy, tell me who the 49ers play. Uh, the Bucks and the Bengals. Yeah. Are, 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 are any of those teams, do you think, legitimate playoff contenders? I mean, you can make the same argument about the Cowboys, but they, they won their game by how, how many points? I mean, you could make the same argument about the Cowboys. I would agree. Well, when you guys come in here on uh, – or when you hear this podcast and you see it next week, I'll come in here up on Jared because Jared's going to be way under. Yo, listen, whoever loses with all these bets going on and how much y'all disagree on pretty much every game, somebody better be coming with the shits next week as far as talking junk and holding the, pe- holding, uh, the other uh, person accountable because, uh, yeah, you guys are both on uh, each end of the spectrum for sure. But you guys got any final thoughts on uh, any NCAA games, anything outside of football? Nope. Um, one, one thing I will say is um, – I'm on the simulator hard. We got a golf trip coming up in a couple what? weeks. I'm on the simulator hard. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on it consistently. Uh, so uh, by the time we're on the golf trip, my driver will be figured out. But Jared, I got a, I got a bigger con- or a bigger point uh, to make on that. On the simulator, I need you to go in your backyard, get some pine straw, put it down. 
and stop hitting a three wood off pine straw and figure out how to hit an iron off of it. That so, is how you get things done. <laughs> we have to get we have to do a poll, Jerry, because yeah, like 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 Jerry just said, Jared's rescue club, whenever he's in the rough, he could be 260 yards out, he could be 40 yards from the from the green. He'd be in the rough. He's gonna take a three wood to punch out because he can, he says he can better control the ball. I said, Jared, I'm you're you're probably 10% in par saves using the three wood. But you know, what can you do, man? Jared, you have any comments about this three wood trying to escape and scramble to save par with this club? Um, all I have to say about it is it works for me. But it doesn't. <laughs> It does. <laughs> well, that's all I had to say. All right, we're out. <laughs>